So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. Man, I just want to tell you right now, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. It is an honor and a true privilege to be able to speak these words and have an audience that pays attention and really gives me great feedback. And um, I, I, I don't know if you guys can tell this, if you've listened to this enough, I actually really enjoy doing this. I love teaching what I know, and I think I do it in a very common sense way that you can get and understand because, quite frankly, most people suck. <laughs> what they do is they give you too much mumbo-jumbo and a lot of fluff and no actionable steps to like get this thing done called multifamily investing, and I am living proof that you can start from nothing and achieve extraordinary amount of success uh, where you become a multi-multi-millionaire. I've done it. I've figured it out. And I did it. I did it by making lots of mistakes. I'm hoping that this podcast is going to help set you up so you don't make as many. So you are going to make mistakes, however. Like, that's just part of the game. And and really, that's, that is the journey. And guys, this is a journey. Real estate, multifamily investing is a journey. And so I'm glad that you're on it with me today. And I'm, I'm very inspired to talk to you about what I know. So we are in part two of a series with Hawkeye Towers, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and really, you know, how things go wrong in deals. Even though they're great deals or seem to be great deals, this is kind of like the behind the scenes. This is everything I wish people would have told me when I was going to do a deal, and, and the real things that you can struggle with and that you have to figure out a way to get out of. But before we start, let's just real quickly, I want to give a shout out to everybody that went on to iTunes. So I, I honestly, I really do enjoy reading these and seeing comments. I know it takes, a, it's a little bit of a work to go onto iTunes and write a review. But for those of you who are doing that, honestly, it from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much. So First one comes from Chandita. Chandita, hopefully I'm saying that right. Very thorough and helpful podcast. I'm so thankful I found your podcast. It's helped me to go from procrastinating because I was lost to moving forward with reaching my goals. Thanks, Corey. Sunsets and palm trees, baby. <laughs> so thank you so much. I love that. Here comes another one by Kurt Christensen. He says, sunsets and palm trees, baby. He goes, I love this podcast. Corey is the real deal, a down-to-earth country boy from Missouri 
with the actual nuts and bolts of how to succeed on a massive scale in apartment investing. Contact packed without being boring and entertaining, though, without fluff. Listen to these episodes and follow his advice. He's done it, and so can you. Kurt, thank you so much for that uh, shout-out. And that is the truth. I have done it, and I've unlocked the code, and, and I, I'm very adamant about how to get there, right? It, it really is not that hard, but it takes work. It takes practice, and it takes an unwavering commitment. And honestly, the commitment is for yourself. It really is. It is absolutely for yourself. So uh, anyways, I just wanted to put that out and uh, and get it out there. So thank you guys for taking the time to, to tune in and listen. Before we get started, a couple other little, little items. First of all, if you would like to be one of our investors in one of our deals, we have a process for that. And how you get started is we want to we want to invite you to our membership site. And how you get there is you go to kahunainvestments.com, kahunainvestments.com. And there's going to be a pop-up that should like when you get on the page, fill out the information. We are going to ask you financial questions. We have to, because we're regulated by the SEC, we need to know if you're a accredited investor or a sophisticated investor. It doesn't matter which one. Go through the entire process. Uh, just for doing that, I'm going to give you a copy of my free book. So if you want a copy of my book, do that, and you'll get a, a free copy of my book. Uh, it comes digitally, but you'll still get a free copy. And from there, you know, we have a step-by-step process where we're going to contact you. We're going to get to know you. We're going to create a substantive relationship before we give you access to our active or deals that we have coming up. So that is the process for us. And if you'd like to be a part of that, then we truly, truly welcome you for that. If you want to get started and not quite sure where to go and you want to be in an apartment and, and, and you want to go that route, Go to Kahuna Wealth Builders, kahunawealthbuilders.com, and opt into that page. That That's my teaching and training. And we have a quick start workshop guide where you can start getting plugged in and, and getting to know this thing that I love, cold apartments and, and cash flow, right? So there's my, there's my two pitches of what's going on with Corey Peterson. And now let's get to some meat and potatoes. So we're in the series of Hawkeye. And Hawkeye's very unique deal. It was a student housing deal that was in Waterloo, Iowa. What's in Waterloo, Iowa? Not a whole hell lot, uh, except this wonderful little deal called Hawkeye Towers. Uh, built in 2006, nice brick construction, great bones, right adjacent to the, uh, a community college. And yet, we, you know, from last episode, we were talking about, you know, what was going wrong. And, and really, we're having problems with the seller um, and we call the seller coma that he decided that he wasn't going to try to operate the property uh, like he was the previous year because the previous year they were 95% occupied. And then, then, you know, as we were getting ready to buy it, they dropped down to like 86% and that screwed up our financing. So the last episode we talked about how we got and how we we're able to secure financing for the deal. And so, but that's just the first hurdle. <laughs> so, I want to go over a couple more hurdles that we had to cross to make this deal successful. And so the the next hurdle is actually, you know, the whole process of getting and buying the property. So, you know, the bank agrees to this deal, and now we're ready to we're ready to start to fund it. 
And dude, I'm, this is very typical of sometimes the pettiness that can happen in a deal. So it's closing day. This is the day that we're supposed to transact and close the property. And when this happens, we bring a transition team to the property. So they arrive at nine o'clock in the morning. And so it is very funny how no one wants to move or work until you hear the words like we're recorded and we're closed. It's like no one wants to do anything. Yet that day it has to happen. And dude, there is a million things that happens behind the scenes. Meaning, at this point in time, the day that we close, all utilities have to be turned on. All trash, you know, all contracts. I mean, really, it has to be almost a seamless transition on this big level. And, you know, we need the seller's help to make all this happen. And I'm telling you, sometimes sellers are idiots. Okay, I, I said it. Sellers are idiots. I sell properties too, so I guess that's a, I'm an idiot as well. <laughs> but, you know, what happens is, like, we want people to play nice. And I don't know why, but people, like, when it comes to money, you see the absolute worst in people. I mean, gosh, damn, man. It's like, we don't have to make this complicated, but what in the hell are we thinking? And so on this particular property, dude, the seller, you know, he's good old boy, country boy. You know, I'll do it my way. I built this thing. That kind of dude. And he's just being an a-hole. And, like, we're just trying to buy the property, man. Like, we've got a whole team over there. And it was, so the biggest issue was the lender, which was his lender before it was ours, right? So we, we took over the same, used the same credit union he was using. So he knows this deal is going to happen. They've already approved it, but the credit union was like, well, we don't want to send you new money because we already have this money in debt from the previous note, and we just want to give you the additional. Well, in the world of banking, that's just not how you close property. you got to send all the money. you got to refund. Uh, you know, you're going to get your money back from the close of the deal, but you got to fund all new money. And... They didn't think they had to do it. And long story short, like last minute, last hour, finally everybody gets together and they'll realize that they need to wire. The bank needs to wire their money. Corey Peterson's money's already in the bank, right? Are already at the title company, wired, sent the day before, actually almost two days before. And so we are now just waiting on the bank credit union to send their money. And meanwhile, at the property, the the seller is MIA, and they will not even unlock the door to the management office to my team. They can't even get in the freaking door. You want to talk about like playing games and just be just super frustrating stuff. And but this is the typical stuff that happens, dude. Like I'm telling you guys, this is the kind of crazy. You're like, are we dealing with a two-year-old here or what? And quite frankly, it's or what? Yes, you are. You are dealing with people that I, I, I just don't understand this type of thinking. And try instead of trying to make the the transition smooth, 
he just wants to be that kind of guy. And so my team, you know, sits there. And, and meanwhile, internally, we are all trying to get this credit union to fund. Are you sending the money? Are you sending the money? Like every hour an update. Have you sent the money? Have the wire went through? You know, finally, yes, we've sent the money. Now you're like, okay, it's in transit in our banking system. Has the wire hit the bank? Has the wire hit the bank? Has the wire, you know, to the title company? Has the wire hit the title company? Title company. Yeah, okay, we got the money. We got the money. All right. So have you recorded? Have you recorded? Have you recorded? Because, like, that has to happen. Because it's not done until the title company says, we're closed. No one's moving forward until those words, those magical words, were closed. And so it's funny how this works because, so, you know, during life, so I'm getting calls from everybody, right? I'm fielding all day, endless amount of calls. Everybody's, and it's like this nervous itch thing of everybody's like, is it going, is it going, is it going to happen? Is it going through? Is it, you know, and you're like, gosh, damn guys, calm the F down, man. <laughs> We're doing a deal. <laughs> I've got a lender that wants to give me money. I want to buy the property. You want to sell the property. Let's all take a damn breath. And I swear, I mean, my job at this point is to be psychiatrist to all the parties. Keep them sane Why we're just trying to make sure that it happens. And my personal take is, F it. It may take another day. So what? <laughs> you know? Like, if that's the worst case, that could really happen. And, you know, maybe you get the money, but we don't have it enough time to actually do the recording. And it happens a day later. Now. If it was going to be a day later, because this was going to be a Friday, that would have been meant it was going to be Monday. So that really got people, you know, I mean, on the edge of their seats. It's got to happen today. It's got to happen today. Man, listen, ain't nothing going to happen today, right? But the real truth is because the seller, so here's what happens. The seller had already scheduled to turn all the power off and the water and everything. Coming off. And so it's like, dude, we're not transferring it until we close. And so, but at the end of the day, we turn these things on regardless. So it's two or three days on our dime. Big deal. I, I say that. I think we did. I don't actually, I don't think we did. <laughs> I know my team would not, would not turn anything on until we close. And so that's, no, and, and really that's a delicate balance, right? So all these things are synchronized, but sometimes like, we typically don't ever mess with power electric when we sell something. We want we're like, hey, listen, we'll just keep it on another week. I'll pay the cost to have the electric on for another week on my dime, so I can just make sure that because it, it does take a couple days for this stuff to happen. And and like, why would I want to put someone in that much of a bind and put myself? Because what happens if they don't close? They're still my tenants. They're you know my people, my 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 renters and. Like, why would I want to make that mistake? But so many times, so many sellers get short-sighted in this whole process. Then I think they just, they get very clouded in their judgments and what, what they believe is reality. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt this wonderful podcast, but I just have to break in real quick and give a quick commercial on the Kahuna boardroom. So we only have seven spots left and they should go in the next couple of weeks uh, so if you're interested in, in taking your multifamily investment like to a whole different level, 
then the, the boardroom is for you. It is application only. I'm not saying that you gotta be a multifamily wizard or even a single family wizard. What I need to understand and see is your commitment level into the process. So how you get to, to the Kahuna boardroom is you go to kahunaboardroom.com. You're going to apply. Uh, either me or my wife will get in touch with you. We'll ask you questions about who you are, what your goals are, and how you know you can see us making a fit. What you get is something unlike any in the industry. It is $7,500, but you're going to get a full online course, five weeks of webinar training, a three-day intensive. You're gonna get deal partnering with me, Corey. I'm gonna help fund your deals. If they're qualified deals, we'll help fund them. We'll sponsor your deals. We'll allow you to be part of our deals and help raise money for our deals and give you an ownership in our deals to build up your credibility. Uh, we create co-branding marketing materials. Honestly, it's like having a coaching program without the expense of a coaching program. We will follow up with you. We have bi-monthly calls currently. Sometimes we have them monthly when I see that there's topics that we need to reach or discuss. This is the place, and, and I'm telling you, no, nowhere, I mean, and I mean nowhere that I know of, is anybody doing it for this value? Most coaching programs, 25, 30,000, I've seen them up to $100,000. That is not what I do. I just wanna give you all the information. I wanna give it to you in simple, easy to use formatting that you can actually learn this stuff and apply it, more importantly, apply it. Um, and not only that is you get access to our whole team and really community because there's more, you know, it takes a, a village to, to raise a little, little Indian. And that's kind of what we do is we have the cash flow life membership site where you know we let people that come in and they discover a community of people just like you that have been trained just like you to use the same software. So I love this because if it's a deal for you using my software, my analysis, then it's gonna be a deal for someone else. They're gonna understand and be able to look at your underwriting very quickly and determine, yes, that is an actual deal. So. Listen, don't delay, take the time, go to kahunaboardroom.com and apply now and get you to start earning lots of lots of more income in that cash flow passive way. Thanks a lot. Now back to your regular programming. And so here we have a, an owner that just takes his time, doesn't open up the doors, finally shows up and you know, all pissed off and you know, you guys are gonna close, you're not, you know, like, dude, what do you mean we're not going to close, right? Like. We have a whole team here. We've been vetted by your bank. Your bank's the one that's given us the money. We're going to record. It may, you know, don't know why it's not closed yet, but we sure as hell are closing, and maybe it would have took till Monday. That's the worst case scenario. But to see how people act, is it really is a, it's an unbelievable thing to see how people, how low they can stoop, and how, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Now, not every closing's like this, but gosh damn, I, I feel like sometimes I get just like, I don't know if it's just Corey Peterson-ness, you know, that happens to me, but nothing's ever come easy in my life, I swear. And so I'm just, you know, this is par for the course for me. I just expect things to get all screwed up. And yeah, and so that's me. So this guy shows up at like 10 o'clock and he's just like, well, we your army closed. And so he's like, I'm taking off. And he takes off, well, we don't even have his number. There's no one at the property. Like, 
this is like so unprofessional. Um, finally, my team has to go take lunch. Everybody, we come back, there, you know, about three o'clock. And once the money hits the uh, title company, that's when I give a call to my team. Like, listen, the money's at title, right? Tell, get, get a hold of the seller. And, you know, we got all parties trying to get a hold of the seller. Like, come back to the property and give us the damn key, dude. Let us start our process. The money is in title company. We'll record shortly. And um, he finally did. He finally did about 4.50, right? The office closes at 5, right? Come on, 4.50, dude. But, and so we get we get a hold of the property at 4.50, and, and we claim it, and, um, you know, we officially take control. Now, and, and th- that may not seem like a stressful period, I guess. For me, it wasn't stressful, but to everybody else, it seemed like it was the end of the earth. And so this is where, when you have all your pieces laid out, you just your role as the owner, I think, is to be calm and collected, is to not let things ruffle you or your team, um, those feathers that can happen. You, you just got to be, just go in with your eyes wide open and take care of business. And I think when you do that right, you're going you're going to get a a really good things are just going to go your way, and you know the universe will will come back and smile upon you. So dealing with sellers that have emotions and a lot of things tied to a property, not helpful, but it happens. People like this is the real life stuff that you can't make this crap up. You just can't make it up. So now we get the property and. We were expecting, I want to say, 88% occupancy, but truly, you know, by the time we get into it, it's it's 85% occupancy, a lot less than we expected, and and so now we we are owning this deal. The good news is, um, it still cash flowed at 85%, and really that you know that was really the good news. And and the other part of that is, we didn't need to put a whole lot of money into this project to make it right. So we just started leasing. We just started leasing up. Now this is you know we we took over in December, so we had just a smidge at a time to try to get a little bit of spring leasing for that spring semester. But the truth is we 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 improved it by maybe two percent. So we have been eighty six percent occupied. We're still right now we're at eighty seven percent occupied. That is going to be rapidly changing as we come into summer with the fall leasing season right upon us. And the great news. I've been telling you a lot of crappy stories, but the great news about this property is that come September will be 100%, probably August, will be 100% occupied. And even now, so this is in month, uh, April's, April's PL, we just netted on this property $45,000 net profit. Net profit, real, real actual money, people. And the best part of that is it takes about $22,000 a month in, in, in net profit to be able to pay my um, 6% pref to all my investors. So with that being said, to make 45 means we're making a healthy amount of profit in the deal at 87% occupancy. And that number is only going to get way better as we fill it up. So it is a very, very healthy deal. So the reason we understood this deal is that it was already making money what the seller was willing to sell it to us the way he was currently running it. 
And that was okay with him. But we saw the true value as if we can take this property and get it 100. Like the biggest play was go from 85 to 100%. And we will be 100% come August. Well, that's amazing, right? I mean, that's a good, solid deal. And that's going to make lots of uh, money for our investors. And they're going to have a really high level of comfort seeing the profitability in the deal when it comes to the financials each and every month. And so, you know, this is really about setting the floor to the investors, not not the ceiling, what we think it will do, but the floor. And by setting the floor, it allows us to have so much better conversations when we're talking about the actual performance of the property. And, and really, this is the key to raising money is to under-promise and over-deliver. If you can do that time and time again, people will be lining up to give you their money. And when you can do it consistently like we have, man, that is a perfect story to give money, to give capital. Because at the end of the day, we're bound by that capital. We have to make that capital happy and almost at all costs. Like before Corey can get paid, I got to make sure my capital is getting paid. And so that is our number one focus. Okay, so now we're, we're owning the deal, operating the deal. Um, what else can go wrong? Well, at this point, not a hell of a whole lot. Thank God, knock on wood, right? Getting this thing to close was the one of the hardest things that we had to do. And ever since then, we've been on an upward journey. In fact, we had a our manager that we put in place, not our typical manager, but she... Um, had a couple of kids, single, I think, divorced uh, woman, uh, had some kids, and um, and she loves the property and loves the area, loves the community. And she sent an email out saying, hey, we will be, I just met with the college, you know, and all this stuff. We'll, we, we absolutely plan on being 100% occupied. I'm having no problem. I'm talking with parents. There's a lot of great uh, feedback that we're getting, and I'm so happy that you guys saw the value in, um, you know, having me manage it and, and, and allowing me to have my, you know, the kids and, and the whole process. And she is happy. Now, let me tell you something about the apartment industry. We are actually in the people business, okay? Out of all the things that we do, really, we're just in the people business. We hire great people and give them a set of rules to play by and a culture to live by and and, and really, we hire based on that culture of what we expect and how we operate. And the people that we hire love this culture, and it's intoxicating. And they want to they want to perform at this high level that we've set for them, and they thrive on that. And when they start having success, it yields a phenomenon as it's it's a happy person that's happy doing what they do now. Not everybody can be happy managing a property, but this person is. The person that we have running it is happy. And when you can have a happy employee that loves the asset and loves what they're doing, do you think that conveys in how they're talking and leasing and how they feel about the property? It's absolutely hands down a yes. And so when you couple that with the right product, great people. now. So we have people on our staff, on our team, and then we also have the people that we let into our building, right? Those are people too. And, you know, we want to control uh, as much as we can. We want to put the right people in here. 
We want to make sure that they adhere to our policies, our credit scores, you know, everything to do with fair housing. We want to make sure that we have, but we want to have the best, the best of that tenant profile. We want to reach for the stars and pull out the best of that, those people. And we want them staying at our place because we're going to create a clean, safe, disciplined property. And disciplined is a key word here. A disciplined property means there's no keg parties, right? If there was, we're shutting it down so quick, so fiercely that mom and dad can be say, thank you. You got our back with our young, you know, young adult that's trying to, you know, learn the way of life. And that's what we do. And that's this, it's a special person that does this. I'm telling you, it is a very unique person that can, that can smile and be friendly and warm and inviting and, but can also carry the stick, carry the stick, discipline, right? And we have to be disciplined to follow our rules. Forget about anything else and making sure that the tenants follow the rules is that we follow them first. So you lead by example. And really that, at the epitome of what we do as an operating company, as a syndicator, I honestly, I do, I do two things. We do two things. Is we fix bad management and deferred maintenance. That, that are, that's the two things that we know how to fix. We can take properties, whether it's student housing or these you know, uh, 70s and 80s buildings, and we say, gosh, because it's usually always a combination. It's almost always a combination of bad management, poor, untrained, um, not disciplined, not excited type of people in a property that when it's set there long enough becomes toxic, toxic with someone that doesn't have enough free money or putting money back into the property to polish it up, to polish it up. So in effect, all we do is we take polishing money, right? That's CapEx, and we sprinkle it onto the property to the places that need it, and we shine it to perfection, and we do it with love and care with our staff that live and breathe the property. When you do this correctly, you can just increase massive value a, by just filling the property up, number one, not to 92% or 93%, but 100%. We believe and we preach 100% occupancy. Not only that, but, you know, raising the rents. When you, when you make a clean, safe, disciplined property that's free of all deferred maintenance, that's very desirable, and people are always willing to pay more, especially when you can demonstrate it. And so that's, and that is how we get our rent increases. That's how we systematically raise rents time and time again. And it's the same strategy every damn time. We invest in people, you know, and having people not only in your properties, but also as your lender, as your people that you have on your team, helping you raise capital, people that are co-signing, um, your lawyers that are reviewing your contracts. I mean, everybody that touches your deal, when they're part of your team that you've found, and you found not just good people, but great people. See, what it does for you is it makes you unstoppable. 
And with that said, I, you know, I just want to close out this episode and say that you can be unstoppable too, right? You don't have to have a massive amount of money or lots of credit or lots of anything. What you need to have is a tenacity to say, whatever I don't have, I'll find. Whatever I don't understand, I'll learn, right? And I will keep being a student and a teacher. Listen, you want to get good at apartment investing? Teach what you know. Why do you think I have a podcast? Because I'm a, the more and more I teach this, the better I become. Because at the same time, I'm, I'm a student. I'm a student just like you guys are. I feed myself with other types of information out there in the multifamily world and outside of apartments and real estate to feed me, to make me grow. So I'm still a student. I'll always be a student to the game. But I also teach what I know. And I'll challenge you to, for you to start doing that, right? Why don't you have your podcast going? Why aren't you out there leading your meetup group? Become a leader. Leadership is a very interesting and unique thing. And those who can master it. And, you know, and, and listen, everybody, you always attract the right people. Whether you're a conservative person or an outgoing person, trust me, you just go out there and do the best you can. You'll attract people that will identify with that, and they will love you for it. They will absolutely love you for it. Just like you guys love me for being who I am on this podcast. You love me. I know you do. And I love you back, right? But just be uniquely you. Find your way. Keep it. Feed it, feed it daily. Tell yourself that you can. Because, guys, you know me. If you can believe it, you can absolutely achieve it. And your paradise, your paradise is absolutely possible. God bless and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks. Thanks.